Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you're with us today for this episode for Sunday, December 11, 2022, entitled Christmas, The Way He Came Down. Thanks for joining us today. To bring you up to speed, if you missed the episode last week, I want to read from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38, of how the announcement of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, his birth, was given to Mary. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. So if you missed the last episode, that brings you up to date with what we've looked at so far. And we see that the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, which had been predicted since Genesis chapter 3, mankind has known about this, and the Jewish people have known specifically about this. This great prediction and prophecy, all the great prophecies about this, were beginning to be fulfilled in the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, we go to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And you will remember that Mary and Joseph were not married yet. They were betrothed, which was a is just about a done deal, except 
They had not consummated the marriage. The ceremony had not been held yet. So this baby that Mary bore was indeed the child of God, the son of God. And we come now to how all of this came about, the actual birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, man who has fallen, there can be no arguing about that. Look around the world today, and you will sadly have to agree, man is lost in sin. It is abysmal, the condition of the human race. But none of us could save ourselves or save any other person. We needed a Savior who was like us in terms of understanding what it's like to be a human in this world, but also who was untainted by sin. And that would be the Lord Jesus Christ, the only one who could ever be our Savior and the perfect sacrifice for our sin. Well, now we're going to see how he was actually born into this world, the way he came down. Let's go to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Let's uh, stop right there. Many critics and doubters of the Gospels, of the Bible, say that, well, you know, this is all a wonderful story, but it's just not rooted in history. Oh, yes, it is. Because after they made those assertions, all of these critics of the Word of God, guess what was discovered by archaeologists? A plaque recounting when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. You know, they said, hey, there never was anybody like that. Well, guess what? A plaque was unearthed and his name was on it. And I believe if I remember correctly, he was the governor of Syria, I believe four times, three or four times. And that's why Luke says, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. So I guess in his first reign over Syria. By the way, I believe it was archaeologist William F. Albright who began to study the Gospel of Luke, not because he believed it necessarily, but he wanted to see how accurate Luke was. And he, he followed all of Luke's uh, place names, like cities, like the voyages of Paul and all of that. And when Sir William F. Albright was finished with that research, personally traveling to these places, he was able to say that the writer of the Gospel of Luke, Dr. Luke, was the most accurate historian of antiquity. That is an amazing thing to say. And it's that Luke who wrote this Gospel. So Luke continues and said, and all went to be taxed everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea 
unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. Now, this is that David that you know of, David and Goliath, David, the great king of Israel of old times. Well, Joseph was descended from him. And so he went back to Bethlehem, which means house of bread. And think about that. The Lord Jesus Christ is born there. And later in his gospel preaching, he explains that he is the bread of life. (laughs) So he's born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. Isn't that great? So let's pick up. Verse 5, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Now, if you remember last week, we read, I believe, from the Gospel of Matthew, where the Lord explained everything to Joseph, or enough that Joseph was able to walk in faith and be with Mary uh, as she carried the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, we know they go to Bethlehem in verse 5, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. This is very common where babies would be wrapped up and, um, you know, loved and taken care of in this way. So very, very common thing. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Now that's not very common. (laughs) Probably we've never heard of any baby that's been born and placed in a manger where the, the cattle were. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, we don't know how many there were. I'm just going to say there were five. Who knows how many there were? And we have no idea. It could have been more than that. It could have been three. We don't know. But guess guess what the sheep were, the flock they were watching? Do you know that these shepherds were tending to the special sheep that were used in the sacrifices about five miles away at the temple in Jerusalem. Did you know that? Hmm. And we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is the perfect Lamb of God, sinless Lamb of God. And years later, he will die a perfect, sinless, sacrificial death for us that when we believe in his finished work on the cross and his resurrection, that his perfect sacrifice cleanses us from all sin. Say amen right here. Amen. Isn't that great? And 
So this is the flock, the sheep that these shepherds are tending. So, and, and by the way, let me add that when the Lord Jesus Christ died that sacrificial death for us, he became our sin. He took our sin upon him and the wrath of God against sin, he took that on our behalf that when we believe in him and we're born again, that we are forgiven. Amen. Now, let's go back to verse eight. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Now, to be a shepherd, you had to be, they were looked down upon. I don't know why, because I think they did a great service for the Jewish people, but they were looked down upon. But you had to be pretty brave. Like Think of young David as a shepherd boy. We know that he killed the lion and the bear, right? This is a young shepherd kid that did that, David. I mean, you know what the other name for these sheep were according to the animals around them? Lunch, dinner, get it? I mean, these hungry uh, mountain lions and animals like that from the hills around there needed and wanted something to eat, and they were determined to get it. And the job of the shepherds was to uh, overnight to lie in that doorway of that little sheepfold so that no animal could get to the sheep without going through the shepherd first. They literally laid their lives down. And we're reminded, by the way, that the Lord Jesus Christ says later that he is the door of the sheep. This is so cool. <laughs> I don't know if you ever knew some of these things about Christmas. There's way more to this story than many people have ever known. So my point here is this. These were not uh, soy boys. These were not sissified men. These were men probably that had killed some of these wild animals seeking to devour those sheep. They didn't get upset or frightened easily. But what they just saw, they've never seen this before. This is completely unreal, and yet it's very real. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That was the, that was the, the key thing right there. Not a baby in swaddling clothes, but this baby in swaddling clothes was, would be in a manger. That's a, that's a pretty clear sign. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, as I said, these men were not uh, easily upset. They were not just frightened at anything. This shook them up. Verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, <coughs> excuse me, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. I mean, that was amazing right there, that they were the ones picked out to be told. <coughs> Excuse me. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, I want you to think about something with me. I've, I've mentioned it already one time. Sometimes we think of Jerusalem and Bethlehem and, oh, Bethlehem is probably so very far away from Jerusalem. I don't know, you know, like a lot of people probably think it's 30, 40, 90 miles, whatever. It's about five miles. It's about five miles from Jerusalem. I want that to sink in on you. Now, the angels could have gone to the temple. They could have gone to the chief priest, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, the lawyers, you know, the religious elites. But they didn't do that because they went to people who wanted to know this message. You see, man's religion doesn't like to be upset by God actually getting involved in it. Because when God gets involved in our lives, things change. And to be honest, many people don't want anything to change in their life. You might be like that. Maybe you're not. I don't know you. I don't know who's listening. But notice here that the angels just completely bypassed the way you would think they would normally announce the coming, the birth of the Messiah. They didn't go to Jerusalem. They went five miles away to the city of David, Bethlehem, the house of bread, and told the shepherds of these Passover flocks that the Messiah has just been born probably 200 yards away, something like that. You know, they were out in the fields around Bethlehem, a mile away, we don't know, but very close by, the Messiah has just been born. Wow, wow, wow. Now, I said all of that for a reason. I want to plug that in. So think about the fact that they just were astounded by this appearance of the angels and this wonderful announcement of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't just stand there staring into heaven 
or discuss it among themselves. You see, when God reaches out and contacts you and begins to convict you of sin, it's one thing to be aware of that. It's another to respond to it. These shepherds said, we got to go right now. And they went. They went looking for this baby in swaddling clothes that was lying in a manger. That would be the sign. So we see, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Now we don't know how long they stayed there with Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. But whenever they were done taking it all in, you know, if, if they were doubting that they had seen what they had seen out in the field with the sheep, finding this baby in the manger was like, no, it was all really real because here's this baby. Notice that they, they don't just stay there. Now they want other people to know about this. You know, if you're listening today and you're already a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, relying solely upon him for your salvation and your security and your resurrection and your home in heaven, you will want to tell other people in some way, in some form. You might not have a podcast or be a preacher or, um, you know, you might not do a lot of things some others do to proclaim Christ, but you will find a way to make him known. Of that, I have no doubt. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. I mean, other people heard about this. And maybe maybe a few other people went to the manger also and said, it's really real. There is a baby lying in a manger. And the reason I'm, I know about it is the shepherds told me about it because the angels told them about it, right? Wow. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I mean, Mary walked in faith, but probably did not understand very much. Or, I mean, she knew what the Lord had revealed to her, but this was becoming more than she could possibly have understood initially. And she mauled these things over in her heart and mind. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Now, here's where I'm going to plug in the last few minutes I've said. How far away was Bethlehem from Jerusalem and therefore from the temple and from the chief priests and all of the religious types in Jerusalem? About five miles. Do you think it's possible that among all the people they told, and maybe they even went into Jerusalem. We don't know that for sure. But remember, they're raising the sheep for the Passover. They knew 
somebody up at headquarters, so to speak, the religious headquarters, they knew people. Do you hear what I'm saying? I think it's possible, although we're not told this, that word got back to Jerusalem. Even if they didn't go, probably other people that they told mentioned this to others in Jerusalem, maybe even to the religious elites. Nobody came. Nobody from the temple or the religious folks there even bothered to go five miles to verify what they were hearing. Could it be the Messiah had just been born? He would be born in the city of David in Bethlehem. That was known for sure. Nobody went. That's incredible. And yet today we see that people hear about the Lord Jesus Christ and they do nothing with him, nothing about him except ignore him, deny him, put him off. Oh, I'll, I'll get around to coming to the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior later. Right now, I want to live my life. That's shocking. You might be like that. And I want to appeal to you today to repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that your sins might be forgiven and you might receive eternal life. That's what you should do today. For others of us who already believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we must continue to share the good news of Jesus Christ with a lost and dying world. It is getting darker and darker out there, and we need to show the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, to those who need him. I thank you for listening today to episode two of Christmas, The Way He Came Down, and we will continue next week if the Lord is willing. Thank you for listening. I hope you will like this episode, follow the podcast, and share it with others right from where you're listening. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.